enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and today we are talking about love and technology. Is it good for your relationship? Is it bad for your relationship? I'm going to say it's a little bit of both, and I'm joined here today by my co-host, Mark Phelan. Buenos dias, Dr. Buckley. <laughs> Hello there. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Well, I'm okay. I had a uh, wonderful night last night, a little too wonderful. Did some wine tasting, and it was really fun. Were you in a bathtub of Chianti? I was not in a bathtub of Chianti, but I drank a lot of Italian wine. It was an Italian wine class, actually, Ah, and wine tasting. Very fun. In the morning, I had to get up and do a spin class. That was not so much fun. You paid the price for that lovely libation. Exactly. Sometimes you just have to enjoy your life and let loose and drink some Italian wine. That sounds like a logo for anything. You think so? What would the logo be exactly? Let loose, enjoy life, and drink Italian wine. (laughs) I like it. Okay. So technology, I mean, look, if we didn't have technology, we wouldn't be doing this show, right? So there are wonderful benefits to technology. We live in a world uh, where technology is evolving every single day. We now got a new iPhone 7 on the horizon. Yes, I'm waiting for mine. It's already been pre-ordered. Yes, and uh, the iPhone 8, 9, and 10 are probably sitting on the shelf, already ready to go, too. Yes, and I'll get those, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to keep up. But they're fun. The new one is apparently waterproof. Water-resistant. Water Big resistant. difference. So if it falls in the toilet... There's going to be one pinhead who's going, oh, damn, waterproof, and he's going to throw it in a pool. So are you saying if it falls in a pool or a toilet, bye bye. it's no good? Yeah, water-resistant means mm-hmm. it won't suck eggs real quick, but it'll eventually die if it's in there but too long. But maybe it stands a chance. Yeah. yeah, but you know, once you have a phone fall in the toilet, mm-hmm. yes, I have. <laughs> once it happens, you know, what happens? You put it in your back pocket. If you mm-hmm. put it in your back yep. pocket, well, this is more probably a woman's problem, and then you pull down your pants. There it goes. <laughs> Anytime you, do, you pull down your pants, you could have run into problems. You're in trouble. It can be a dangerous thing. Exactly. Yes, especially with but your But when phone. you hear a splash, it's not a... Pl- oh, and then what do you do? No. You know what I did, which because I read somewhere, mm-hmm. you put it in a bunch of rice. Rice. And you let it mm-hmm. sit there, and it's supposed to be okay, but it did not work for me. In my practice... I'm going to say pretty much with almost every single couple, there is an issue regarding technology. Certainly there's the big issues where there's an affair happening and they get found out because of technology. One thing that's really difficult when there has been an affair in a relationship is, well, not only the affair, which often does get found out through technology, I'm going to say, you know, at least 70% of the time or 75% of the time when couples come in because there has been a discovery of some kind of a betrayal, it is discovered through an iPhone, a computer, an iPad, something of that sort. And then when the couple is working on on healing and recovering from the betrayal, it's a very difficult situation with technology. Should we call that the Wiener effect? Oh, gosh. As an Anthony just... Wiener, what a gigantic moron. <laughs> He's the poster boy oh, for, God. I'm stupid, and let me continue to remind you yeah. just how stupid I am. It's so sad, It's really. one thing subtle you know, liaisons and a a midnight phone call, but you're now posting these pictures once again in this proud, he's the weirdest looking 
amphibious looking kind of dude anyway. Well, let's not get judgmental here. Yeah, I won't be judgmental that (laughs) wiener is a wiener. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's sad. Look, obviously the man has problems. There's been a lot of pain caused in his family. And so I just, you know, I have to have some compassion for, for, because, for him too, for him and, and his And because wife. also the, the reality of the internet's forever, this poor kid's going to grow up, hey, here's a picture of your dad. That's real cool, isn't it? And that's you right next to him, right? This yeah. poor kid's going to have that on his head forever. Well, and that's another thing with technology. One thing that when things are put out there, they don't go away. I also think that the technology we have, whether it is, you know, Facebook or Snapchat or all of those things, it, it's just so there, our phones, right? It's right in front of us. It does promote, in my opinion, some excessive or obsessive behavior. And I'm guilty of it myself. Sure. It's just really compelling. You have this device right there by your side. Pretty much 24-7. Obviously, that's not a good idea, but most of us do. I know I sleep with my phone right near my bed because it's my clock. It's my mm-hmm. everything. Are people now being treated for technology addictions? I mean, is that a legitimate thing now? Well, it probably, if it isn't, it will be. Sure. Uh, but again, it's just, it's very compelling. It's very seductive. You have this thing that is by your side, again, 24-7, and you can just get this instant instant hit. Mm-hmm. So whether it's connecting, well, I use that word loosely, connecting, seemingly connecting to friends or people, it's just really difficult to avoid it. You know. So when you are trying to be with your family, to be with your partner, when you're trying to have a nice evening and have a, a dinner and your phone is there, even if you're not actually on it, it's there. You know, it's there. It's like this presence. And if it buzzes or it lights up or it rings or it vibrates, it takes away your attention in the moment that you really want to be able to be in. And I hear complaints all the time from couples that they feel like their partner is never actually present Mm because they are always on that phone. Well, how about just setting those ground rules ahead of time? Like if right now, if I was back in the dating scene, it would be something I would say ahead of time. Well, we do this. We don't have to leave the phones in the car, but how about we put them on airplane mode or whatever it is. Leave them off the table, out of our pockets for the length of time, maybe an hour or two. And if you have to take a break, go to the restroom, check, whatever. So God forbid there's an emergency, which everyone says, well, I have to be accessed to emergencies, which is an excuse to check the sports scores or whatever. But you have that set up ahead of time because I see it every place you go. From casual to fine dining, just walking down the street, the glued head to seeing what's going on. But that obsessiveness, it takes you out. Like you said, you're not present anymore. That's why we're having this conversation. What can you do? And you certainly bring up some good suggestions. It really is about having a conversation and setting some boundaries. You know, I go to Europe a lot. I spend a lot of time in Italy. And every time I'm in Italy, I'm always amazed. I mean, when was I there? I was there a year ago. So... I can't imagine it's changed much since then, but I did notice that when I was in a restaurant, you didn't see people on their phones like you do here. Here, as probably all of you know who are listening, certainly been my experience, that you go to a restaurant and everyone is on their phone. And Mm -hmm. that's not even an exaggeration. There have been times that I'm sitting with a friend and we will go look and everyone is on a phone. There'll be a table with the family and even the kids are on their, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a phone, it's an iPad, they're on, you know, some kind of a device. So it really does affect our ability to be present, whether we're on it or whether it's sitting there by our side, it definitely is a distraction. And when that is happening and you feel that your partner isn't 
there with you, that can cause a disconnection, you know? Especially if you start just starting to date, it's almost rude. It would be no different to me than if uh, you're on a date and somebody says, oh, I have to make a phone call and it's not an emergency. Just sit there and just call someone. It's okay. Can you do that later? Is there an urgency to this? It means you're distracted. You're not present. But also, it, I don't feel like I'm engaged anymore. Yeah. And look, I do think that there are, not everybody, but I think there are a lot of people that are aware. So they know if they're going on a first date or they're just starting to date someone, they probably, I would hope, are aware that if they do that, chances are they're not going to have a second date. I know if I were going on a first or second date with somebody and they answered their phone or their phone rang while we were having dinner, mm-hmm. I think, I don't care how much I'd like them. I'm, right. Well, that's not true. I'm If I really like this person, I might have a conversation with them and say, you know, would you, would you mind please turning your phone off while we're together? You know, I think it's fair to be able to put that request. Maybe nobody's ever said that to them before. Maybe they never even thought about it. But I think the problem lies more with couples who are already established. They already feel really connected. They feel safe. It feels like an okay thing to do. And maybe it is for a while, but it's not sustainable. It will create definitely a disconnection and take something away from their relationship. But again, it's just so easy. It's so easy to get that instant gratification. So it creates a, I'm going to say the distraction or doesn't give space for a conversation to happen. And this has happened, I think, to most of us. Remember in the old days before we had Google, right? And this was a while ago. I don't even know how long it's been since we've had Google. It wasn't that long ago where you would be having a conversation with somebody and you'd be trying to remember a movie or you'd be trying to remember an actor's name or you would try to talk about a fact about something that you thought you knew. And there would be a conversation. An interchange. Right. The other person might say, no, I think it's this person. Or, yeah, what was that? And you have this conversation. Now, the first thing people do Bingo. is... I'm and guilty I, of that. Me too. You go to your phone and okay. you Google it. Oh, what's the name of that guy? Yo, let me check. <laughs> Boom. Two seconds later, I'm doing it. Right. So you're both doing mm-hmm. it together. Yep. That seems like not so bad, right? You're both engaged in the same thing. But again, it stops that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that does impact our relationships in negative ways. I mean, there's no question about that. I have done it legitimately. Uh, I'll, we'll be seeing something. Oh, what was the name of that thing? Let me check. And I'll be checking my email, my voicemail. While or you're my, there. <laughs> while any <laughs> right. messages. Let me look it up. Oh, have you got that? Yo, here it is. Then I'll share the information. But right. I'm, I have a, like a method to my madness. But can you imagine back, you're talking about old days. You say, mind if I smoke? Should I say now is, mind if I text? Right. And most people don't even say mind. It's like right. they get a text the minute. Just mm-hmm. well, You could be having a conversation with them, looking in That's their eyes, f- and all of a sudden, boom, they're on their phone because they got a text. That's my favorite. Is like, a really? And so we could say, yes, it's, it's rude. It doesn't give space for good conversations to happen. It's a distraction. It is a definite time sucker. You know, it's just easy to get lost. And before you know it, you have spent hours. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, of course. Literally hours in a day between your phone, your tablet, TV, the computer. It is not difficult to do. And most of us are complaining about not having enough time. It's, it is. It's also a very bad role model for kids coming up for thinking, oh, instead of talking, getting to know someone, look at what I can do. Text, 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 LOL, blah, blah, blah. I've said this before. There's that fine art of just body language, watching and acting, reacting to something you said. If you see a little downward turn or a frown, I didn't mean to offend you, upset you. 
LOL doesn't mean anything. It's just like, well, F you is what it means because you don't care. <laughs> well, it can mean that. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Well, yeah, you lose out on tone and things like that. I have clients who they'll say, yeah, I, I had a fight. We had a fight. So what was the fight about? And they'll say, I'll show you. And they whip mm-hmm. out their phone. They had a fight yep. or a discussion. A through, text war. Through text. A text war. And I said, look at texting. I, I'm not against texting. I love texting. We're going to talk about the good parts of technology. Mm-hmm. But to have an important or difficult conversation through text, an argument, it just, it's will it turn into an right. argument. It just makes no and sense. God forbid spell check jumps in there. Or my favorite, which has happened to me a couple of times, you may have been the recipient of it. Yeah. All of a sudden, sin, and you, I get a text back from you. Was that meant for me? And I went, oh, crap. Oh, wrong address. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Then- yeah, you just, you know, you have to be careful. It's not the technology that's the problem. Although we do know that one of the, we'll say, challenges around technology and relationships is it is really easy to connect to past friends and lovers. Hello. And we could say that could be a good thing. If you are single and you're wanting to get into a relationship, sometimes connecting to an old friend or lover can be a wonderful way to reconnect and establish a new relationship. Or break up a marriage. Or break up a marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that happens often. Both of those, you know, both of those happen. It's just one way to really have access to so many people that you wouldn't have access to. I don't know if women do it as much as men, but I know I've been guilty of, I call it kind of trolling. Oh, I remember her. Let me just check. I'll little, send a little text or a little thing on Facebook. Hey, how's it going? Trolling, yeah. And it's also, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm still this or that. Okay, fine. But it feels oh, so great to hear from you. What are you up to? It's like, okay. I'm just remembering. I can reopen that door. I'm remembering a story you told me. You did that. You were trolling and you did come across someone that you hadn't seen for many years. And you actually didn't. I think this was you. And yes. you met her. Oh, and she was not. The horror. She was not. <laughs> the horror. Remembered as, her to as Marlon Brando said in Apocalypse. Now the horror, <laughs> the horror it was not pleasant. It doesn't always turn out well, even if you not, are single. You know? No, no, because you were you harken back. I mean, especially here is the thing: when you get into your forties or fifties, you start harking back at those college days or lost, long, long lost loves. You got to fast forward to the aging process that goes along with it. You know, it's like I'm inviting to a new reunion, like 40 years or something, and say, who are these people? Those are all classmates. Right, but, you know, they they might be thinking the same thing about you. Of course. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. (laughs) I realize that. That's the hard part. In your mind, though, oh, it's vivacious, cute, that all of a sudden, whoa. Although Jane Fonda once said, because she hooked up with an, I don't know if she's still with him, but she hooked up with an old flame, and she said it's really good if you're going to reconnect with somebody that you knew when you were young, because they remember you that way. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that's true, too. They don't see the wrinkles and all that. They remember exactly how you were when you were young, and it can be a benefit. There was a great episode of Seinfeld where he did that. He was talking about this particular girl, the particular place. He had every detail he remembered perfectly. He finally runs into her, and everything he remembered was wrong. The clothes she was wearing, <laughs> how tall she was, what she was eating, uh, that where they went that day. None of it was what he remembered. Yeah, it was, well, that's so funny because I was actually I was just thinking about that. Just today I was thinking about that. And this is something to keep in mind for people who are, you know, recently heartbroken that they had a boyfriend or girlfriend and they were very much, sometimes even a husband or wife, and they were very much in love with them. And it 
didn't turn out well or they ended the relationship. And usually it's because the other person decided to end the relationship and they were heartbroken about it. As it usually happens is you move on and you find yourself in another relationship, which is usually a better relationship because you're with somebody who Mm -hmm. wants to be with you. And then when you do somehow come across this person, you see this person or you talk to this person and they're not at all the way you remembered and Mm -hmm. you see them, we'll just say with clearer eyes, you know, you're not in that fog of lust and love and Mm -hmm. you see them and you think, huh, what was I thinking? How was I so heartbroken about the end of this relationship? And that is important to remember when we are maybe at the beginning of heartbreak or it's happening in our life right now to know that, yeah, it's hard. It sucks. There's no question about that. We can't take away the pain. Like allow yourself that pain, but you keep going. And as you keep going, you will find yourself in a relationship that at some point you'll look back at this one and think, yeah, I really didn't lose much because if you are with someone who doesn't want to be with you, Mm -hmm. you're not losing very much. And sometimes it helps just to remember that. So let's talk about, because this is important. Look, I think we all know the problems about technology or how it can negatively impact our relationships. But let's talk about the good things or the things that we can do so we can use it to positively impact our relationships and establish some limits so it it doesn't have the negative consequences that it can. We're all aware of it. I don't think we're talking about anything that anybody hasn't experienced or knows on some level, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily changing their behavior. So it really is a decision to change their behavior. I mean, let's start with one, a TV. TV has been around for a long time. When we first came up with uh, DVRs or TiVo is what it was when it first came out. I always said that is a marriage saver. I would tell my clients, get that because there was a time when people, when their shows would come on. Even before that, honey, the VCR. But there is, you still have to like, you still have set to a time set, you know, yeah, you'd have to do all that. But the VHS or the, what is it? Not the VHS, that's a video camera. Mm-hmm. The DVR right. or the TiVo, mm-hmm. you can record your shows. Exactly. But before that, you know, you had to be home. If your show was on on Monday night, you had to be home. Everything stopped so you could watch your show, mm-hmm. which was, you know, kind of fun. Sure. You know, you look forward to it. And, and an but, appointment TV. Exactly. And it was made it very difficult to really just sort of be in a relationship if you liked a lot of shows or you watched a lot of TV. But what's so nice about something like the um, DVR is that you can record your shows. And that means you can set limits to when you watch TV and when you don't watch Mm -hmm. TV. And even if it's one night a week, because it is an addictive thing, TV. I like TV. Sure, me too. Oh, I could watch it all the time. It is the opiate of the masses, but that... It works in a beneficial way, too, because you can unplug mentally. Oh, and that's it. None of this technology is bad. Right. But again, we have to know how to use it. It's like anything, right? Anything in... I think with some control or we'll just say awareness and conscious thinking can be good. It's the same thing with food or wine. So wine is a wonderful thing, but if you don't have control over it or you're drinking it excessively all the time, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be good for you. You know, same thing with chocolate, nothing wrong with chocolate. It's wonderful. However, if you're eating it all the time and eating lots of it, not so wonderful anymore. It's the same thing with technology and TV is that way too. And TV is so easy. It's just so easy to check out. And that's what we're talking about really Mm -hmm. technology is a way to check out you are not present you're in this 
fog, you know, really it's just, you get sucked into it and it does really promote again, that obsessive behavior. So when you set limits for yourself, like, of course, watching TV, I love it. We enjoy it. We can watch it together even. Mm -hmm. And we have our favorite shows and we can laugh together or watch a great movie together or even porn. I mean, whatever you decide that you want to watch can be great, but it's conscious. So you make a decision to either turn the TV off the nights that you're going to make love. You know, again, if you put that TV on, even if you have plans to have sex, Mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan of having plans because as you get busy and you have kids, that's actually something that works. Did you call that appointment poking? No, that doesn't sound very sexy, does it? Appointment poking? No, we'll get that one. Scheduled (laughs) stooping? Maybe, maybe. Uh, You know, I like to call it sexy time Mm -hmm. or play day. Well, yeah, I love the idea of of a no-tech night. Especially yes. if you're with your significant other. Yes. You're with your, so you're not expecting for these emergency phone calls and you can always check later, but we have a no tech night. We're going to light candles. We're going to talk. The only tech you'd have on is maybe music. Mm-hmm. Just to set a mood, you relax, you enjoy yourselves and see what happens. So yes, the, having a night where there is no technology or no TV or just the other side of it is, yeah, we'll watch TV on, you know, Mondays, mm-hmm. Wednesdays and Fridays. Well, whatever days, you know, you pick certain sure. days, not every day mm-hmm. uh, is a wonderful thing. Or technology gets turned off at a certain time. And I actually have a couple who they have a bunch of kids and they did this and they said it was great. Mm-hmm. Basically what they did is they, you know, had everybody turn in all of their phones and their pads. And they said, okay, at this time you turn them all in, you do your homework, you do right. your chores, whatever it is. Then you get to have them right. back. Or you could say every device goes to bed at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it's just having those limits. You know, if you have a kid, obviously, and there's a babysitter and you're worried that there's an emergency, okay, you know, then you you have one of you has the phone, you have it on vibrate, you have it in your pocket. And sometimes that, well, that that is a good thing about technology. We don't have to worry if we know. The two second glance, it's nothing. I can call back. If it's emergency, of course you address it. Right. So that is a good thing about technology is that we can relax when we know if there's an emergency, we can be contacted. It enables us to do things that we might not have done before. You know, leave our child with a babysitter where we know that we can be contacted, it might be easier to do for some couples where they may not have gone out at all before. So that's an advantage of it. Another wonderful advantage is you can actually connect in some level with texting. So if you are the kind of person who is in a situation professionally where you don't have time to talk on the phone or you're both, your schedules just aren't quite meshing Mm -hmm. up during the day and you want to kind of give a, you know, a nice little, we'll say technology hug or or rub. You can do that. I'm a a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And it can be sexting. How's it it going? Thinking about you. One of those things, boom. Right. So it doesn't have to be sexting. It could just be connecting. Yeah. I love that. Just thinking about you, wondering how your day is going. Can't wait to see you tonight. Awesome. Yeah. Wait till you see what I'm going to do to you tonight. So it can get sexy and seductive too. And it is a wonderful tool for connecting in that way. Be aware of who you're sending it to. Guess what I'm going to do to you tonight? Boom. 
Send it to your boss. Yes, you do want to be careful that you are sending it to the right people. So there are times when we do need to also coordinate activities, um, get immediate responses. We're running late. We can let somebody know right away, not while we're driving, of course. You know, we're, we're trying to figure something out. How can we get a group of people together? So there are wonderful things that we can do with our technology in our relationships. And even then, you could say, let's take five because i got to answer this text. Okay, fine. Get on there. Check what you've got. Five minutes. Okay, done. We're now back to our time. It's almost like taking a commercial break where you take in that one moment. I have to answer this text just to confirm a meeting tomorrow. Go ahead. Let's just take three minutes kind of thing. Well, but that's the kind of thing you don't want to do, I think. I mean, if you're no. saying that you are always going to be accessible no matter what. No, I'm what. just saying for those times when you, someone has to do a response for business. That legitimately could happen. You just take a two-minute break or whatever it is, take care of it, and then you go back to no tech. But there's, especially on a work night, on a work night, there are people who still have to confirm things for the next day. Um, yeah, but it, see, that's 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 where it gets slippery, right? And that's what we're talking about. You have to set really firm boundaries because if it's kind of like, well, yeah, we're going to have no technology, but um, you know, I'm waiting for my client to contact me, so I'm going to have to maybe take a few minutes out or wait a minute. But this one's important. Then those boundaries aren't solid enough. They have to be. So would it be, be a better firm. thing to do to just keep the phone in your pocket? Don't worry about it. But oh, I'm going to be right back over to the bathroom and then check in there. There is nothing that can't wait. You know, a certain amount of time. Really? I mean, honestly, I mean, I suppose there are the occasional emergencies, but let's face it. How often is there an actual emergency? A client or business associate contacting you, they can wait. We train people not to wait. When we respond so immediately, whether it's through a text or an email or answer the phone every time it rings, they are trained to do that. They know we're going to respond to them every time. When we don't, they learn that we respond to them when we get back to them. Mm -hmm. And that is just a wonderful way to carry on your life, a way that a lot of very successful people do. They have those boundaries. And everyone knows that if it's after six, they will not get any response until the next day. Sure. So there is it actual, you know, that's the thing. Everything seems like an emergency. Mm Everything Maybe seems like you, you have to respond immediately. Do you really? It's almost like you put the limits and just say it's it's like a bank. It's open from 10 to 6. After 6, closed. Exactly. So it's closed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. Yep. Setting those limits. And they have to be firm limits. If mm-hmm. it's, well, yeah, sometimes it depends. Well, True. no, this is important. No, I need to True. contact this person. I agree. 100%. Old habits die hard. And yep. here's what we need to really look at. We want to look at ourselves. Look at our behaviors. We are all, at least most of us, and again, I'm guilty of this too at times, guilty of responding to our phones, whether it's a text or an email or a phone call immediately. We are, it's like this conditioning. It vibrates, it rings, it lights up, it does that. And we immediately want to go check what it is, even if we don't answer. Mm -hmm. It is just this conditioned response. It's a habit and we're now unconscious of it. It is completely just natural, unconscious behavior that has become, I'm going to say, a problematic habit in our lives and absolutely in our relationships. So the action step for today is to take note, become conscious, become aware, pay attention, maybe log how much time are you spending with technology? Like log it. How much time are you spending 
watching TV. You'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. How much time are you spending on your phone, your computer, or your tablet? Be aware. Be aware of the times that you're doing it. So that would be the first step, to have an awareness of what you're doing and what's not working for you. The second step is to establish some very firm boundaries. If you or your partner are, we'll say, in some of these patterns that are negatively impacting your relationship, have a conversation about it. You know, not in a accusatory, angry way, but from a place of love. Hey, you know what? I want to feel connected to you. I want to spend more time with you. And when the phones are on, mine and yours, or the TV that we've been watching way too much, I feel disconnected and I'm missing you. Can we make a plan together so we can have time that is free of technology? That could be with your whole family. It could be with your partner you know, Mm -hmm. your romantic partner. So be aware of it. Have the conversation. Set some firm limits for yourself. Don't set them for your partner, but you can certainly let them know how you feel about it and the impact that it's having and what you would like and why. And come up with a plan. Stick to it. See how that feels. I will tell you that my clients who have done this report back and they are amazed at how wonderfully it works. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy. You know, I just want to say this, since we're talking about it not being easy, a lot of the things that we talk about on this show, a lot of things that I talk about in general, um, are not easy. And I have clients tell me all the time, yeah, but that's hard. Mm -hmm. That's not easy. But it's not easy. A lot of the things that we do in life, I'm going to say most, maybe all of the things that we do that are worthwhile, they're hard. But we're in a society where we kind of want everything to be immediate. We want everything to be easy. And that does tie in with technology too. It's just this world that we live in right now. And a lot of the things that I suggest and the things that we talk about, they're hard. There's Mm -hmm. no question question about it. The thing that you want to ask yourself, is there a benefit? Is there a benefit for you? you know, it's kind of like working out. If you're going to go to the gym and work out hard, mm-hmm. not easy for most of us, but is there something that you see that is beneficial and worth it to be doing that work? It's exactly. like relationships. And it's the same thing that goes for this. The other thing I, I want to say is a lot of things are difficult enough that maybe you've tried doing it at home. Maybe you're listening to the show, you're trying or books and you're trying to do things on your own for your life or for your relationship and you're finding it to be too difficult. Definitely seek therapy. It is a wonderful resource for people. I know that it can get pricey, but it is something that is out there that is available. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you want some help. So if you find yourself struggling with some of the things that we're talking about or unhappy in your life or in your relationship and you haven't been able to make any, we'll say, sustainable or significant changes, absolutely seek therapy. If you want a sex therapist, you can go to asect.org. That's A-A-S-E-C-T.org. And you can find a therapist in your area and you can contact them and get some help that way. And if it's general therapy, you can ask a friend. Getting a referral is always a good way. But there are great therapists and great resources out there if some of these things you feel you need some extra help in. So yes, what I'm asking you to do, this this action step of being aware of how much time you are spending with technology, how it might be negatively impacting you and your relationships, and setting some steps and setting some firm boundaries to create some different 
we'll say behaviors and habits in your life are going to make a huge difference. So technology isn't bad, but again, everything, you know, in some kind of moderation or even a better way to put it is just with consciousness. Do it because there's a reason you're doing it, not because it's just this automatic thing that you do without thought, which is, again, where most of us find ourselves these days. You can plan technology you do together to bring you closer together than keeping you separate. Absolutely. You know, a couple things we didn't talk about because they deserve their own show are things like porn or online dating. So these are topics that we will talk about in the future. And again, they deserve their very own show. But next week, what we're going to be talking about is decisions. So how a decision can change your life. I actually wrote a book on it. We'll be talking about my book. What do you need to know about decisions and how can you use that to change your relationship and change your life? So I look forward to talking about that with you next week, Mark, and to the listeners. Thank you again so much for listening. We do appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show and we will be talking to you soon. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.